Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Socially Savvy, broadcasting live here at Cafe Canopy in Seattle. I'm your host, LB Duchess, with co-host Jason Rendon. 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 <laughs> Michael Kotzman and hey. Renessa Rios um, is going to be joining us here shortly. Hi. Hello, everybody. And actually, it's uh, Capitol Hill, Seattle. Yes, Capitol Hill, oh. Seattle. Yes. Broadway. Just Broadway. Yes, we like Broadway. What a great place this is, too. I've never been here, but... Yeah, if you guys haven't been oh, here, nice great, deal. fabulous place here at the top of Capitol Hill mm-hmm. on Broadway. It's really nice. Very fun mm-hmm. drinks. Um, great little atmosphere. They've got couches lining the whole little um, area here uh-huh. and with tables and chairs on the backside of it. So for those of you who like to sit in a chair, you've got a place. And for those who are couch comfy, that would yep. be me. <laughs> They've got pillows. Um, it has a very fun feel to it. Great food. Yep. And as we know, we like the power of the happy hour. They get a fabulous happy hour, too. Yes, Gotta come do. on down. Which we're going to be trying here. <laughs> and, of course, we get to start off with a beverage. Yes. Yay. So Not only that, but, you know, this is a couple, this, this little neighborhood is really quaint. You know, I think, you, you know, yes. Jason and I were talking about, there's like a little bookstore across the street. Yes. And it's just, you can spend a few hours up here and just kind of hang out here, have some drinks, have some really nice food. and. Oh, the go, whole neighborhood. Check it out. Like yeah. You can walk all the way down Broadway, back and uh, forth, and eat food, drink wine, and beer. Yeah, it's really nice. Yeah, this is this is the quintessential neighborhood um, venue. With actually one of our um, previous co-hosts of the show, Count Cody, lives up in the apartments above. Oh wow! So yeah. What a great place to live. I know. Can and you on imagine? a nice day like today, beautiful oh, day God. with a beautiful view of Seattle. Nice. Awesome. So nice. Okay, so, so Jason, tell me about this. Fabulous drink that I'm drinking. I know that um, it's pretty green. Yeah, it's, it came uh, with a red cherry. Yep. I don't remember what it was called. Apple, it was apple, the apple, tini, apple martini. But yeah, it's basically like an apple tini. It's got you know your French classic champagne. vodka, um, Stolies, uh, apple pucker, and uh, and what was kind of the nice twist, the bubbles in it. You know, mm-hmm. I got the little little frisante. It did uh, with the champagne, the French champagne. It did have a cherry in it, though, but I think uh, I ate the cherry. She ate the cherry. I ate the cherry. I'm sorry. It's really good, guys. So it's not like a martini tends to burn sometimes. This kind of like takes the burn off. It's really nice and tasty. Well, and I'm not typically a big martini fan. I like, you know, your Cosmos and your lemon mm-hmm. drops. And uh, I, she asked me, you know, what do you like? Sabina, who happens to be the owner. We absolutely uh-huh. adore Sabina. She is the sweetest thing. She brought over this drink, and it's nice because as far as the martini goes, I think this is the first actual quote-unquote get you in trouble, you martini. know that? We it's always really get me in easy trouble. drinking. <laughs> well, apparently this is her boyfriend's favorite. <laughs> well, you know, it's, and, and the cool thing is it's like, it's like three ingredients in it, and it's, yep. it's nice. It's, it's nice. very balanced, as we've always talked about. Sometimes Simplicity is the best. Absolutely. Yes, I agree with you. So, you know, one of these things is you drink too many of these, you can very easily fall into the trap of talking about stuff that you really shouldn't be talking about. Is that right? Most definitely, which breaks us right into what we're going to be talking about today for the show. Uh, yes. Today's show is brought to you by Canopy and Cascade Ice, only two calories, 
Today we're talking on the topics of what is not socially savvy to chat about when you're out at public events. Um, our fabulous co-host, Renessa, when she comes, she's going to be covering topics not to talk about when you're out dating. Um, yep. We're going to be talking about general things, you know, what you and when we say topics not to talk about, this isn't that there's anything wrong with them. This isn't to say that you know you can't take a small group of people and go to a quiet corner and, and no. have your discussions. These are just things that when you're in a general public area, if you want to be considered socially savvy, and when I say that to be considered socially savvy means people want to be around you, you have to be ever present and concerned about the the feelings of the people around you. Come on, different things. You know, when you talk about food and wine, you know, when we talk about food, it's like you can talk about where food comes from to a point. Yes, and that was what I was going to say, and you're going to talk to us about some of the do's and don'ts of things you don't want to talk about when food and beverages are present at that time. <laughs> yeah, you, you know, we talk about, like, say, you know, chicken. You know, it's fine. You, you can go into the, you know, you don't want to have another episode of, like, Portlandia where they're like, so you have an organic ginger, a chicken, huh? Was it raised well? Was it lived in an open fence? I mean, you can only go so far until you're like, was it butchered wrong? You know, they say, yeah, it, it gets a little strange. So, yeah, we're going to be talking a little bit about those and, and just kind of giving ideas of what is and isn't acceptable, um, as well as uh, updating you on some of the new things that are going on. Yes. Socially Savvy has now teamed up with um, Blue Shoes Media and Rena Rio of Three Step Dating. So in the, the weeks to come, we're going to be putting together mm -hmm. um, an event once a month with the Socially Savvy Show. Oh, wow. Cool. So uh, it'll have more texture and fun. You'll be able to practice your social skills and mm -hmm. jump in there and, and kind of show off a little bit. You know, I learned this on Socially Savvy last week, you know, mm -hmm. kind of kind of thing. So we're really looking forward to, to that aspect of um, our new beginnings. Huh? I said that aspect of our new beginnings. Yes. Let's talk briefly about... Cafe Canopy. Yeah. So their food is primary crepes. They have, you know, canopies which are small, finger-sized bites, you know, uh -huh. one or two bites to finish, kind of like a tapa in a roundabout way. But they all have this, they also have this fabulous uh, crepes. That they oh, the crepes are divine. Just kind of give a background about that. Back in 1830s when, I mean, well, before then there were pancakes. You know, in America has the flapjacks and the jimmy cakes and all that. But Where did crepes, the crepes, crepes come from? France, don't they? Yes, yeah, France, Brittany. Okay. Brit Britannia. Britannia. And that's where they originated back in 1830. Trying to find something that can put stuff in, roll it up. You know, maybe they were trying to think of it as like leather or something. But every culture has it. Every culture has it. German has it. Germany has it. China has it. Thailand has it. You know, they'll see the street vendors where they spread it out and make it kind of crispy, throw whatever savory dish you want into it. Fold it up, put it on your plate, and you're gone and go. You're good to go. It's a big market, and it's kind of made a resurgence, resurgence now. Back when you any farmer's market in Washington, you can see some guy doing it. Oh, yeah. Nutter, it. Redmond nut, Farmer's yes. Market does it. Nutella, you know, and banana. Yep. Oh, yeah. You know. uh, well, and when I travel overseas, Europe, I mean, it's, it's their street meat. I mean, oh, it's yeah. the, the little places on the corners. They're always doing the crates, you know, the savory and sweets and stuff, and they're just, they're fast, and you can, you can take it, and it's like a burrito. So they've also got, like, smoked salmon here and uh, stuff of that nature. We were hoping to try to get Sabina over uh -huh. here, but she is refusing to come what? over. She is your quintessential sweet owner <laughs> of a cafe. Yep. You know, she takes great care of her customers. Her locals absolutely adore her. Any newcomer who comes in is immediately made felt welcome. So she, uh -huh. she creates a great atmosphere. So, you know, I'm always talking about the power of the happy hour. Yes. Their happy it. hour is Monday through seven. Friday, 4 to 7. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they got some great prices here. As you know, I don't like to 
exposed prices, that means you got to come down. They exactly. also, for those that are a little slow getting out between 4 and 7, they have a late night happy hour between 9 and 11. So get your butts down here. Fabulous. We love and, that. Uh, so they serve uh, breakfast, soups, salads, entrees. Their baguettes are soft. I've never had their baguette. I'll have to try their baguette now. Mm. So we had the earlier day, folks, you guys are a little late coming in, we had uh, some canopies. We had a uh, Italian salami, gherkin, and basil sauce. So we had four slices of it. Oh, yum. With the basil sauce and the salami and the gherkin sliced. And it's not like they kind of rough chopped it. They actually took the time to slice it nice. Well, I'm excited delicious. to see what they're going to bring over for us to, to taste on <laughs> air. <laughs> That's always and if you want to try some of the crooks, they're happy hour. It's half price. Yep, that's uh, Canopy Cafe and Lounge, a pan-European cafe bar. Come by and see it. Awesome. So if you happen to be listening to the show and you find that you just cannot resist, you have an opinion about something mm-hmm. that we're saying, give us a call at um, 323-843-6090 and let us know what you think. Uh, for the, obviously for the live par- portion of the show. If you're listening to this a week from now, calling in may not work out so well for you. I don't know that anybody would be there to answer. but Yeah. <laughs> Got to make sure that works. Okay, I so. think we're gonna we're gonna pop right into work. What's yeah. socially savvy? What's what's socially savvy to chat about and not chat about when you're out in public? Out in public. Well, you know, it's kind of been said. I think in any general discussion is like you don't talk about politics, religion, religion race, creed. Race, creed. We're gonna touch base a little bit on why, but for now, um, you know. I wish Vanessa was here, where she's running a little behind. Uh, we'll start off with the easy one that we've been talking, which has been on our show a lot, which was dating. And and even then, dating doesn't really have to be dating. It's like even with friends. So so I think that's when she's coming, covering. Yeah, once she gets in here. You know, right now we'll talk about friends. So we're sitting around the table right now. We've got these fabulous strings in front of us. You know, there's a certain amount of aspect where you just, you want to be polite. You don't want to be rude. And you got to kind of, when you're in public, you want to keep the tone down. Yeah. Well, it's like we've always said, you know, when if you're going to be socially savvy, and socially savvy doesn't mean you don't make any mistakes. What no. socially savvy means is that the people around you find themselves comfortable. They want to be around you. If you want people to be around you, then they need to be comfortable around you. If all of a sudden you're repelling people, yes. you're not socially savvy. <laughs> if, they find, if you find people changing the topic over... Follow the cue. Follow the cue. Now, now yeah. that said, I know that uh, my wife and our good friend Mark Griswold, he, uh, the two of them, they started talking about politics and it got kind of heated. But yet, it was a joint uh, conversation that people were let let, let, uh, let them alone, let them talk, and they yeah. had a great conversation together. And the rest of us were fine. Well, and typically, when you start getting into something like that, you know, if you're in an open forum. You know, again, be aware of the people around you. If you feel like it's going to get heated, if you feel like people are going to get uncomfortable, move to a corner. Go, go to maybe an outside forum. Go to go outside and, and you know, just pull it away from where you're going to affect other. Which borderlines heated discussions, regardless of the topic. Stay yes. socially savvy. Watch the f bombs. Yeah. You know, try to keep it. You know, depending yes, on where we're you're going. We're going to cover cussing too. Okay, let's let's go ahead and start out with work. Talking about work. When you come to a social event. Wow, there you can go a whole show on this, this right along. <laughs> well, it depends. No, we <laughs> or even two shows. <laughs> well, the, the thing about work is we all have these different facets of our jobs, and that's great. And those, those are you know fun things to share. What I always tell people is keep it positive. Talk about the positive things about what you do, your experiences. Um, try to steer away from personal aspects of your coworkers. 
stay away from wages. Yes. Here's the complication with talking about wages is a lot of your contracts that you sign these days, if you get caught talking about wages, that's now grounds for dismissal. And when you're talking iPhones and people's ability to record and people taking pictures and stuff like that, you really want to kind of reduce the risk of um, uh, getting yourself yes. basically knocked out out of, what do you call it, uh, well, circumstance. Now, we just recently saw the new um, new season of Mad Men. Yes, I, I, I attended a party, but I was not watching the show. <laughs> we watched the show. I was quite busy, and I, I didn't get to make the party, but I watched the show twice. Oh, wow. One at six, one at nine. And they, were, they had a party there. I'm not going to ruin it for those who haven't watched it yet, but they had a party there, and they're like, a group of people standing around, they go, so what do we talk about? And he says, well, my mother always used to say, you don't talk about religion, sex, or politics. What do we talk about now? Work. That's what they've been yeah. back in 1950 or 69. Well, and you can talk about work. That, that Those are all, you know, because it is such a large portion of what we do. The difficult thing comes in with, again, you in the back of your mind, you have to think, is what I'm talking about with my work going to make somebody else uncomfortable? So, for instance, wages. Guess who's here? We've yeah. got Renessa in the house. Hey. Hey. <laughs> Our dating girl. Yes, yes. I'm so excited to jump in and be a part of this. So we're talking about what talking about work, right? Yeah, and socially and savvy. Socially, top. even mm-hmm. when you meet somebody. Um, one of the things, I was teaching a class about this recently, and I said, it's not about what you do, it's why you do it. Yeah. That's so a good point. So instead of saying, you know, oh, I'm this, you can be like, you know, I enjoy my job because my yes. purpose, like I have a nurse who helps babies, and she loves children. And so instead of her going around, oh, what do you do for a living? I'm a nurse. For her to go, you know what, I get to help babies every day. See, that's I fabulous. You know, I get to help children and smile and hug on them. But really, what type of job is that? Oh, I'm a nurse. So to describe leading your with purpose the description, yes. of why you do what you do and then leading into, you know, this is my job title. Because the title is only one thing, but why do you do it? Why are you an engineer? Well, and I why think you make, you, a, you, know? you make a good point in talking about the description of what you're doing and why you're doing it. it that is a great way of, of celebrating yeah. what you like about your work instead of coming across, well, I'm a CEO of so, blah, 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 and I drive, you know, do blah, blah, blah. When you start, when you start out with a title, yes. it can really actually, put people off. That's actually part of a introduction class that I talked to about how to get people to open a conversation. You kind of go, yeah, I had a great day at the office. I worked on a lot of computers, and we were doing this, that, and the other. But you don't talk about what your title or the company you work for. Specifically, that's what they say to do. And the reason is, if you're inter- if they're interested in you, the girl, the guy will go, oh, so where do you work at? Exactly. And then the conversation, it's a conversation starts off. Instead started. of going, here's everything that in my life and we're going to do, and I like this, and I have this, and I have this car, and I have over here. Yeah, nice knowing you. Good to yeah. see you. Yeah. Bye-bye. And then also being negative. We see a lot of people like, I had a hard day today at work, or, you know, I was exhaustive, or, you know, just so many different things. And if we can flip that. Well, to, it, exactly. You know, and what you're saying, you know, when it, when it comes to talking about your work on the negative side of things, those are the conversations for your friends, for the close people exactly. who are there to pick you up. Pick Not your when audience. you're in a social setting where... Pick your audience. So so let's let's just remind people, when you go out socially, what's your purpose? Exactly. It's usually to get away from the real life stuff. It's usually to get yes. away and to relax and to celebrate and to, to come in and have somebody first, you know, start dropping all the, you know, the negatives from work or um, one of the things that we talked about earlier, you know, dropping F-bombs. We're going to talk about uh, using cuss words when you're out being social. Uh, those are all things that don't lead to a comfortable atmosphere. And you're basically killing the reason why people are spending their gas money and their time buying drinks to get away from it all. 
Absolutely, absolutely. I think we need to understand our audience anytime if we're in a new environment, we want to create new, you know, first impressions. And the first things that come out of our mind or our mouth, the things that we're thinking about, our thoughts, is all a reflection of whether that person wants to invest another date with us, wants to invest a friendship in us, wants yeah. to, I mean, everything is creating that ROI and communication. Yeah. What's the return of investment here? Am I going to get the best friend of my life? from this conversation, from us meeting each other, or is this person going to walk away feeling depressed or sad or, you know, part of, like, gosh, I feel sorry for that person. They've been having a really stream of bad luck. Really, who's that? That guy I just met over there. <laughs> oh, Lord. oh, really? I mean, like, literally, you're just, you like, get yeah, he's, yeah, he just yeah. shared his whole horrible life story with me. And really, you got to have uh, pick your audience in regards to sharing your personal life. I agree. Well, and then one of the other aspects of talking about work, um, everybody believes that they work harder than everybody else. Oh, yes. That's good. And, you know, you're like, if you're talking about, say, you know, I'm a salesperson on the floor at so and such and such, and, you know, I did this and I did that and blah, 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 and there's somebody else standing there who's a salesperson, and you're talking about all these great things about you, and they're just looking at you going, you are a lazy dog. I mean, you don't know what the people around you are doing. Don't get into so much detail where you actually put them in a competitive thought process. Oh, and, yeah. and it is not intentionally. You just have to recognize that there are certain things that people will automatically do if you click what I call an insult button. And the thing about an insult button is you don't know you're pressing it. So everything, when you're talking in a social well, setting. you know how that insult button is pressed. And I love the <laughs> insult button. Lots of singles push that button all the time. It is because we assume that that person has the same work ethic as us. Yes. We assume yes. that they came from the same place that we did and or what we believe is a good work ethic. And for them, waking up at 8 o'clock and on time or being to work on time is extremely, you know, high work ethic. Oh, yeah. Where for mm -hmm. others, it's like, you know what, I'm going to be here for 16 hours and not blink an eye. Yeah. And, you know, you just can't assume that those, you know, that everyone has that same well, work ethic. Well, the same thing, thing too. On Facebook, there's yeah. a thread, I forget who, who started it, was talking about, you know, I believe getting up early at 5 is the best way to work your day. And then there's the other half of our friends were like, no, but I do my best when it's like 9 p.m. till That's 2 a.m. That's me. I'm such right. a night owl. My you husband, 4.30 in the morning, he's walking out the door. I'm going, don't talk to me. And I do some of my best work between 9 and midnight with a glass of wine. Yeah. <laughs> that is true. So so you're right. You know, knowing, understanding that when you're in a social setting, you're, there's a lot of information you don't know. So certain things that we say don't talk about, it's not that you can't talk about them. Just make sure if you're going to bring them up that you know the people you're sending around so that you're yeah. not creating that discomfort and repelling people. Um, it's like Michael here. I know he works, but he also goes to school. And a lot of people will dismiss, oh, so you're just going to school. I mean, seriously? Oh, my God. Have you have you ever tried to go to school and go to work at the same yeah. time? I quit. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what am I learning? <laughs> but it, it's, it's hard because you have to always be conscious about what you're saying. You know, I, I mean, All these the are time. great advice. But I'm sitting here thinking, I'm like, oh, my gosh. The first thing I come, I come, I come in here, I see you guys. I'm like, oh, my God. I, you know, I had parking was hell and, and – and I need a drink. <laughs> and, and it's like the first thing I say to you guys every time I see you. And I'm like, well, I'm trying to think, well, God, these guys are probably thinking that my time is more valuable than theirs. And I'm like, it's true. It's true. It really is. That's a different really thought process, about. though, than when you're going into a social setting. It's like we all know each mm -hmm. other. You know, we do the show together. We go attend social events together. Um, you know, so there is a, um, a, a bit of a relationship. Uh, when you're talking like, say, when we go to the cocktail club, 
and which is not a networking. And, and I want to really, really define this. People really need to be aware of the difference between socializing and networking. Mm. Yes. You come to a social event Big. and you start networking people, you are going to get clocked in the head with a, with, with something. What are, what are you, and I know me personally the differences, so what would you suggest is the big key difference between socializing and networking? Because I get caught socializing and then they're like can you call me on monday i really want to talk to that's you different. you know and i'm like that's whoa that's typically not, we uh, have I was just trying to be your friend and now mm-hmm. you want to be a client which is yeah. fine but at the same time it, i can see that happening at social events you know yeah typically what ends up happening when you're in a, a, a social atmosphere usually what we run into is it's more of when you're socializing people um who are not as uh, savvy socializing they go into networking and and yeah. so we'll be standing around talking, and back, yeah. um, I'll I'll know you for maybe two minutes, and you're shoving a card in my face. And okay. one of the That's first cardinal rules of socially savvy is a card is offered. Is asked for, not offered. You never that. offer your card in a social yeah, setting. That's the thing that we see. Unless it's specifically, and it depends on the business you're in. Um, one of our field reporters here was like, "Say no, it depends on what you do." But it's the same. You're right. One of the things I hate about networking is like, on your your right hand, you're shaking a person's hand, and on the left hand or they're left hand, here's the business card. And it's like I hate that. It's like I don't want your card because 90% of the time they're gonna go, "Oh, so and so, CEO of something, cool, trash." You know, I'd rather just hold my card. If you want to know me, I got a card. It's in my yeah. pocket. You want one? Ask me. Well, but in a networking yeah. environment, if you're going into a networking environment, everybody's expecting you to have your yes. cards. If you're in a social setting, you can have those cards, but keep them in your pocket until somebody asks for them. Do not offer them. Yeah. It's, it's So that's always the biggest advice I say I like when that. you're going, you know, to, to there differentiate. Are interest, you know, it's like if you're interested, you can look at my Facebook page, you know. Exactly. And then you can draw, that's all part of the marketing thing, you know, show some interest, you yeah, know, show some exactly. key things. One of the interesting, though, when you're talking about work, uh, when you have a party, be sure you know your audience when you have your party. So if you, you're buying a bunch of coworkers who are work-related and they invite some bunch of friends who are not coworkers, you see the dynamics change. Oh, boy, yeah. You see them split. Side over here is talking about work and what they did today. And then the other has like, party, get drunk, woo! Yeah. Definitely know who you're inviting. When you're talking about a social setting, it's always good to invite like-minded people um, because when you get too too diverse of a group, unless the group is again socially savvy and has a concept of what it is to socialize, that's when you start to run into problems with the the crazy woohoo, you know, stand on the table, swinging their shit around. And, well, and sometimes <laughs> I actually I, I gotta I gotta plug a friend who kind of does this party, which he invites people. He opens up his invite list. I, yes, and I've been once. Yes. It was very fun. I've tried fast. to go three times. <laughs> and what it does is that it, there is an eclectic group of people who come there. But that's set up that way, which I mm-hmm. love. But again, you know, knowing the environment that you're going into, um, like the the Cotton Club or the the uh, not the Cotton Club, but the uh, club that we go down to in Sorrento. It's all about socializing. So, the book by Keith Ferrazzi called Never Eat Alone. Oh. Oh, I like that. Oh, I like that. It, it's it's adding a key component to when you do something socially by allowing a key speaker or a key person in there that other people want to gravitate towards. Um, it's someone unusual who they may not have in their social circle, thus they want to come into your social circle and understand him or be in front of him or her. Oh, wow. And they know they're doing this, and you invite them to dinner. Maybe they're fantastic cooks, like Jason is, and you want la. to experience Jason's cooking. Yeah. Or for whatever reason, they want to be a part of that. 
Um, the book is called Never Eat Alone. It's by Keith Ferrazzi. It's probably one of the best books I've ever eaten. Oh, we'll ever have to read that. Ever eaten. I like that. You've ever eaten. <laughs> Good job. Thank <laughs> you. Nice. Especially in the face of Facebook, where you can meet oh, so many yeah. different people, and we we've, we've gone down that path, and that's not what today's show is about. But you know, with Facebook, there's so many friends oh, you can yeah. be friends with of friends, and it gets a little crazy. Hey, so you know, when you invite people over, you know, what do you think about kids? Kids, you know. Well, before we get hit the kids, which we're going to, one of the things I did want to touch base on with the, the to wrap up with the working thing, uh-huh. um, is. I recently attended an event where there were a couple of people who were talking very flamboyantly about um, their work and um, how things were booming and they were just killing it. And, I mean, they just really went to the extreme. And little did they know that the person standing next to them not only had not had a job in a year but was without a house. They they were homeless at the time. Oh, wow. And I bring up this story because I, I like to try to remind people that this is why we say keep it real. This is why we say tone it down um, because that person walked away and I became aware of the situation about 20, 25 minutes later and then was engaged in a conversation. And they actually opened up and started talking about this. And I just felt so awful because it just brought them down. And, oh, you yeah. know, and they, they had come there to try to be lifted up and be around people and, and hear the people that were attending the event actually pretty much annihilated them. Oh. And, and he, you know, here's the sad thing is it was not these people's fault. They, they didn't know. So it's just, again, understanding that there's a lot when you're out socially with, with people that you don't typically interact with, there's a lot you don't know. Oh, yeah. It's kind of like that tip of the iceberg. Well, it's also being humble in yes. some cases because, I mean, I've had opportunities in my businesses I've owned is I'm doing great one month and the next month I'm like, I really got to step it up. Yeah, You know, so exactly. you, you, if anybody's in business, you don't brag in those areas. You know, because you definitely know that you can take a win and a lose at any time. Exactly. And you also want to be conscious of those around you. But I also feel that when we are really creating this ego of exaggerating and oh, or so done creating this environment where the attention's on us because of who we are can create uneasiness on all levels yes. where people don't feel connected at all to you. Yeah. And in return, it just comes across as you're very egotistical, you're very... You're repelling people. And yeah. the whole point of being social is not to repel, it's to bring people in. Yep. And that's the big word is the ego. Oh, ego's oh, huge. Ego, be... super ego. <laughs> okay. Mr. Jason. Oh. <laughs> so our today's show is brought by Pop Chips, Never Baked, Always Popped. Never Baked, Never Fried, Think Pop. We had some really and good ones last week. And Bars. Healthy snack. Yes. We love our Kind Bars. Kind's, kind Bars are one of um, our sponsors and have been mm-hmm. with us since the beginning of the show. Yes. And they do such a fabulous job of supporting the events in the communities, getting out there. They have the Kind truck that goes around all over the United States, uh, handing out their Kind Bars and initiating acts of kindness. So yes. thank you very much, Kind thank Bars. You, and they're kind delicious, too. Okay, second, second topic to be sensitive about when you're talking socially. Mm-hmm. Children. children. We are so, I'm a parent, we are so proud of our children. Our little Johnny's got his first step. <laughs> he took his first little boo-boo. Okay, I'm sorry. We don't want to hear that. When we're out socializing, we're there because we want to usually get away from our kids. Um Sometimes you're trying to get away from just reality in general. Mm-hmm. Maybe you don't have kids and you have no relatability to little Johnny's poo-poo. And if you happen to Johnny be poo-poo. talking about, if you happen to be drinking wine and poo-poo. eating appetizers, that's about the last he thing you want to hear. 
So understanding if you have children that there is a level to which you want to mention. If yeah. somebody encourages you, like, you know, you know, Jason, hey, so I understand you have children. Yeah. You know, you can say... They that, rock. That typically what will happen is then you, you'll go, yes, and then they'll say, oh, well, how old are your children? And then you start sprouting and going. And then and you, you, when it comes to children in a, in a public conversation, answer the questions that are asked of you and then stop. Can I ask you a real quick question just on that? Yeah. You talked about earlier, you know, offering your business card versus being asked. Mm-hmm. Should you do that with your kids' pictures? Kids' pictures are one of those things if somebody says, oh, well, how old are your kids? And if you get into an engaged conversation and you, what I would call you, have a closed mm-hmm. audience. In other words, let's say everybody there has children and they start talking about them and, and you know, what do your children look like? Or, or if something comes up and you, and you say, what would you like to see? That's okay. okay. You can ask the question. Um, I've made the mistake here about two months ago. I had too much wine, and I pulled and I had pictures of my son. And you know, all of a sudden, I realized after three or four pictures, I was like, "Oh God, okay, time to put the, this away." You know, they were sweet. They were engaging. They they liked seeing the kids um, because yes. they'd known me from a long time ago. But you do. You really have to kind of. It's no longer the flip thing out of your wallet. Being go check out my kids. Now yeah. it's. Well, now it's on a, a zip drive. <laughs> <laughs> well, I also, that's a zip drive. <laughs> I also think that, that is, that's something Whoa. for mystery, right? Like, I, I think you know, your first conversation of talking to someone, you share, yes, I'm a parent, or yes, you know, oh, that's great. How old are your children? Great. Oh, do you have any pictures of them? You know, be like, oh, no, no, not right now. Like, I think that that's something you can read. That's, that's a really good way to Typically, I don't. Because I'm thinking stalker. Like, yeah. seriously, why do you want to see the pictures of my children? I've just met you. So I, I, I do have a question. Single politeness. And it could be politeness, but in the sense it just is a turn off to me. Well, so I think that falls into the dating stuff. personal. Yeah. It's it a is. personal thing to show mm-hmm. photos of your children. So I do have a question for Anessa, being the yes. matchmaker. So is the first date appropriate to talk about kids? Do you sit there and so do you have any children? Or is well, we share at alone. the beginning whether they have kids or not before we even set up the match. Um, but at a singles event, because we host so many singles events, you can meet someone you might not know. And so I always like to do a third-party question, and this is what I suggest. It's a, bring something up of, oh, yeah, I was just at a park this weekend, saw a bunch of children. What do you think of kids? And they're like, oh, I love kids. Or, oh, my gosh, my sister has three of them. I hate them. <laughs> and so you know right there from the beginning, you know, We're not number one, I'm not going to share that I'm a mother. Or right. I'm going to share, but it's not going to be I'm going to be interested in romance with him because he's already told me he doesn't care for children. Right. You know, so, you again, it's kind of throwing out those feelers to to see using the third-party yes. question. I like that. That's the question good. with the hidden answer. I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because then uh, – yeah, they're all hit. Yes, definitely. You know, it's kind of got a test involved in there. <laughs> I like so that. So my friend got married this weekend. What do you think of marriage? <laughs> <laughs> Did I hear some ice break? <laughs> oh my gosh, that's fun though. That is. <laughs> so yeah, icebreaker, door closer, plunging into the cold yeah, water. Same thing. So when you done this. <laughs> You know, I, I obviously I'm not single. I've been, I've been married for quite a while, but I hear my single friends is like they're trying to find dates and they're trying to do everything. It's Points like, of reference. What do you good, talk about? You know, they're not on a date. They're just meeting like here at Cafe Canopy. You know, they're talking to somebody. 
do they kind of reach the subject? When is it good to talk about that stuff? You know, if you're talk looking about what family? No, no, politics. no. We're we're moving politics. on to politics. We're moving on yeah. now. We're talking about so so the next topic is of things that are suggested not to talk about are politics because the right funny or wrong. Says five days. The what? Are five days. Oh, okay. You know, it's a half and half though because I think like I think some people want to know whether you can be matched up with someone that believes in abortion or does not. Or somebody ah, that, um, true, you know, true, believes true. in gay marriage or does not. You know, sometimes you don't want to invest five dates to know whether that person is going to carry the same love for people that you have. No, that's a good, that's a good way of looking at it. You know, I mean, like, that's, it's two different things. I would want to know, and I would kind of bring it up in, a, like, a again, a third-party way. So what do you think of some of the current events lately? And Deflection. just not placing my own, like, this is what I believe, this is what I'm thinking. Deflection, yeah, But it's yeah. just like, what do you think of some of the current events lately? Neutral and just event. Yeah, a neutral way. And then let that person express themselves, like, you know what, I think it's great, or I was, it, that would never fly in my life, I'm, I'm pro this, or I'm against that. Right. And then you're able to, oh, okay, great. And then you can create that opportunity of whether you want to pursue another date or not. I think you bring up a really point, a good valid point with um, the politics. <laughs> uh, because right or wrong, we all have opinions. And depending on our lifestyles and our upbringing, um, those opinions typically with things like politics and religion and racial discrimination are excessively intense. We find ourselves to be very headstrong, and socially, it can be really it's a, it's a It can be a really tough it place. It can be a so, turnoff, and it's a sensitive yeah. turnoff where you don't know if you're walking on the same ground as that person exactly. and where they come from, because some of it's how they were raised, yes. and some of it's because their own personal experience. Their life experience of taking you know? yeah, exactly. So, there's so many different areas in that that just creating this current event of whether or not that person enjoys different hobbies or different That's topics. a really good way of looking at it. It's just a way to open it up that way without placing judgment saying, well, I believe in this. So you would probably approach religion the same way. I would approach religion in faith and prayer. I mean, it, and versus the traditional go to church because I do believe there's two different types of people that have a spiritual life right. walk. Oh well, and, know, and, and when so we say religion, with the yeah. United States having so many varieties of what you would consider religion, so much such a, a huge belief structure um, with how we we choose to follow through with our faith. Mm-hmm. Um, than any other, almost any other place in the world, you have more diversity going on here. It's, to me, it's one of those things you've got to proceed with caution because you're dealing with moral ethics, you're yeah. dealing with cultural, you're dealing with general ideologies, things that people have been raised to believe since they were small, um, and a lot of them are incorporated into their family structure. So with religion, it's one of those that I've always felt kind of needs to be for the more intimate when it, not in the, the the public social, but more the intimate. I think it's I think it's again it's one of those topics that you could bring up on the you know second to fourth date, you know in regards to just asking if you know what do they do on their weekends, you know do they, are they involved with any spiritual practices, yeah. you know and just kind of because I want to know if he's a devil worshiper and I'm not going to wait <laughs> five days to find out if he's a devil worshiper, you know, just because personally that's not what I believe, you right. know. Um, but I also believe, too, that even if somebody says, oh, I'm Christian, okay, well, what does that mean to you? Right. Or, right. oh, I'm Jewish. Okay, well, what does that mean to you? Again, not applying assumption that they're at the synagogue or they're at the, the temple or that right. they're, you know, But there is church, compromise, you know? too. I think you find oh, yeah. out where your reverence is. You know, there are those that are ultra-religious or ultra-non-religious. Yeah. We're not talking about those. Yeah. We're talking about the talking, middle, yeah. you know, where can you bounce along the line? Well, and, and again, like you're saying, you know, that second or third date, that's a great 
you know, a great time to start yeah, investigating that. Do you have any spiritual practices or what right. were you raised? Or right. What I worship family? trees. Yeah. Trees. Like and I believe in the bear. Yeah. Actually, but, I think I worship food. But yeah. actually, so so then for a social setting, when you don't know, you're, you're walking into a lot of people that you don't meet or don't, you know, typically know a lot about, I always shy away from it. Yeah, I always, I always well, think. I think in any social setting, the biggest thing I notice is everyone walks in with an assumption. Oh, the assumption of what assumptions. this person talks like it means this. The assumption of how this person is dressed means that. The assumption that this person yeah. is carrying themselves or sitting right there means this. I mean, we walk around all day long with an. We assumption. have too many opinions. All day long, yeah. We have too many opinions about things that are none of our damn business. Personally, <laughs> I have been like. Thinking so, something about someone in complete I was just told that uh, the first 27 seconds, he made 17 decisions based on what you see. Yeah, I believe that. I've heard that before. Statistically. Actually, so within the first 15 seconds, you make 27 decisions on the person you meet, be it what you think of their in health, fitness, political desire, religious beliefs, income-based, what they drive, what they wear, what they look like, who they're interested in, who they're not, if they've done braces, if they haven't, how much... It just goes on and on. You make wow. 27 decisions in the first 15 seconds of meeting somebody. Well, and you know yeah. the saddest part about that is, is typically um, when you walk into an environment and you start sizing people up, it's like any great story you hear, any great story about assumption, you're always wrong. <laughs> And you miss yes. out on these fabulous opportunities to, gr- to to get to know amazing people. And one of the things that just drives me up a wall, and I work so hard to correct in myself, is we have too many damn opinions that are none of our damn business. I, yeah. I do not need to have an opinion about the shoes that you're wearing and then say something about it. Unless it's positive. Unless it's positive, exactly. For for me to ridicule you for your choices or to even think that anybody would be interested in my opinion on what your choice of clothing is absolutely absurd. And the, the self, um, the lack of self-awareness and, and thinking that you are so important that somebody would really care. I mean, talk about ego. It, it's astounding that our culture has put the super ego on, on high but velocity. But we were raised with more years judging and comparing ourselves. In some cases, it's it's not necessarily yeah. that I'm judging your shoes as much as I'm comparing myself to you. Oh, no, you there's know, a difference so, when you do it internally. But, it comes, it, but, but it when you across. say something yeah. like, oh, my God, what are you wearing those shoes for? Those are the opinions that yeah. we hear every single day. And and I look at people and I go, really, why do you think that your opinion, uh, in, and not to go too far off topic, but... Uh, it's this part of our culture that we don't want to take responsibility for the things coming out of our mouth. So we're oh. we're now dealing with things like yeah. children who are committing suicide because oh they're getting my bullied, gosh. and mm-hmm. because of opinions, we've taken opinions too far. And Absolutely. I, and I think that you know we also come from a generation or a country that is very competitive, and in order for me to win, you have to lose. Right. And, and so that's exactly. When, if, if I am right, yeah. someone's got to be wrong. And one of my biggest arguments is there there is a time where not everybody has to be wrong. It's like I mm-hmm. love golf. Because, yeah, there's a winner and a loser. But as you're playing, you're drinking, you're having a good old time. You've got to be able to enjoy the journey of life and not put yourself in you know, such this competition where you're constantly tearing people down around you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay, my favorite. This one is rather close to my heart only because um, a lot of people don't know my, my heritage. Racial distinctions. Okay, so I thought you so, came from, uh, like, Eskimo, yeah. So like commercials, how different races prefer to be described changes <laughs> almost as fast as a Coke commercial does. 
trying to describe somebody or use racial racial distinction in part of your conversation is almost like cutting your own hand off. You've got to look for other ways to describe and to interact with people. Unless you're complimenting. Like, I see a lot of beautiful ethnic and or Caucasian. But if you say she's a beautiful black woman and you say it to the wrong woman, you're going to get slapped. And and I say this coming. (laughs) It is different for men. I will agree. I will agree. So I want to know. So ladies can do this, but men cannot. So this is like a social (laughs) gender difference now? Are we in a social gender difference? It, It changes, too, because, you know, from my heritage, I can't sit there and say, oh, you're a Mexican, or no, wait, you're Hispanic. No, right now, I'm Latino. Yeah, okay. today, exactly, it's a Mexican. I mean, well, my biggest joke is that I'm a I offended now that I'm thinking about this. If somebody was to come up to me and say, you're a pretty Mexican, yeah, like, oh, I'd be like, oh, oh really? Rato, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm not a pretty anything <laughs> <Yeah>. else. Like, <laughs> I'm not a pretty Caucasian. See? I'm not a pretty American. So, but no, I'm just pretty for... Mexican. Yeah, because you know, if you were white, then you wouldn't be pretty. <laughs> you're Mexican, you're no, 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 it's not white. It's called Celtic American. Oh, no, yeah. You know, it's kind of like they they take this, you know, PC a little too far. Are used to, you know, uh, you know, so are hen. you urban American now? It's like, what does urban American mean? You know? I started trying to figure out uh, urban. Being Mexican. Urban American. That's a reference of being uh, black or African American. They started calling that urban American because they didn't want to say, oh. You know, they didn't want to go back to, like, Africa, so they, they got rid of that name. I did a little research on oh, this. Oh, jeez. Good yeah. research. Wow. Yeah, because, you know, like, well, Hispanic, and, like, I was reading the forums, the federal, you know, they're like, Latino. It's like, I didn't really think I was Latino when I come from Spain and France. So what is that, frog? I don't know. Yeah. Now, I, being Mexican, Spanish, and Cherokee Indian, I deal with the whole, oh, God. you know, the Eskimo. Mexican. And, and I agree. No, I'm, there's no Eskimo there. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And, and oh, for me, her. you know, it was like I have my pet names for, for being Mexican and, and my boys and I, we have all of our little jokes and stuff. But anybody else, I think you make a great point. You know, you're a beautiful Mexican girl. You, you would think it would be a compliment, but it's like, oh, really? So what are you saying? You, you, I'm supposed to do your yard work? I mean, <laughs> oh! Wow, that was socially wow. not savvy. <laughs> so apparently if you're Mexican, you only do work for Happy other people. I love you. No, no, no. They don't do. They don't no. ask you in English. They ask you no. in Spanish. They ask, ask you in Spanish. But you know, it's it's funny because that's where those opinions go to that extreme where you think you're, you're making a compliment when you. Uh-huh. And, and again, this is why I say you know, with racial distinctions, just steer away from it. There's other ways that you can distinguish between people. Um, well, um, association. One of the the easiest. If you're out socially, one of the easiest way to pinpoint people is through their association if you're in a social setting. So um, when you're talking about, like, say, Chris, you know, I'm talking to you, Jason. You know, Chris, the the, the, the gentleman that I met over at the Sorrento Hotel um, who has, has those great di- dinner events. You know, yes. there's so many different ways. Yeah, you have to struggle. You have to think. I'm going to say it. You actually have to think a little bit. You can't say the tall white guy yes. that is... <laughs> Besides just talking about the easy things. Super hot. No, it's the unintentional consequences. It's it's being careful. You know, it's unintentional consequences of what you just say. You know, it's kind of like, you know, there was a uh, first lady, uh, a president's wife, who was talking about Katrina and said, well, why can't they just drive away out of Louisiana? It's like, oh, they don't all have unintentionally cars. racism, unintentionally, yeah. you know, questions about like, when I tell them French and Spanish and they immediately go, oh, parlez-vous français? It's like, um, no. No, I don't speak that. Yeah. Not, not I, right I now. I didn't care. 
So yes, okay. Um, our next topic, which I do, oh, I just actually can't even believe I have to bring yeah. it up. Cuffing when you're out socially. Why? Why do we even have to say don't do it? No f bombs. I'm sorry. When you're out socially and you're dealing with a mixed variety of people, just put the little f bomb in your pocket. Save it for your close friends. Um, when you're talking about cussing and swearing, the, the part about that is, is yes, we feel that they're like our exclamation points in our in our sentences. We feel like that's just that way of, you know, if I you if I drop an f bomb, you really know how I feel. Well, you know what I told my boys, Ray? I told them, I said, find big words and string them together, and you'll make a much better point. And you'll, if, if your intention is to shut them up, do it with more words. Uh, hang on a second. Jason. Oh, Some psychologists will tell you that cussing at the end of a sentence or during a sentence is trying to draw attention to you, your conversation, or try to create more relevance in your conversation by dropping F-bombs and similar things like that. And, and honestly, if you're trying to be social, what's the point? I mean, you're engaging in a conversation. Use a different word. No, well, Use what? something that's actually describing the emotion that you're feeling. You just turned off your potential date. Exactly. And you turned what off if, their ears. Yeah, but what about if, okay, their setting's right. You know, what if there's a word that you use frequently? Like, you know, what the hell? You know, that could be a cuss word. Well, that's where that's where the, your short little WTH. I would, if you if you really want to hedge that, Go with a, go with the the insinuation. Oh, well, I I know I'm guilty. I, I say that like instead of like oh my g. O M G. Yeah, I will say oh my genius. <laughs> <laughs> instead of saying oh like my it. Jesus, I'm like oh my genius, and I say this all the time. Like you know, just because I'll get like frustrated about something. Right. You don't want to say the bad words. You don't want to yeah. use. You know, I prefer not to use, but, so I'll say it that way. But um, we got a question from one of our audience, you know, members here, uh, Mr. Cody over here, and he says, "What do you say to somebody if you're interested in knowing their um, their culture, their ethnicity, mm-hmm. and you, instead of assuming and walking up to that person saying, are you Native American? Are you Filipino?' and creating this assumption from the beginning, is it a social way that we can ask for someone's ethnicity Actually, versus I think creating you, that assumption? I think you said it perfectly. What's your ethnicity? You uh, you have stunning eyebrows. What's your es- ethnicity? I love your bone structure. Um, ask the question and then make a compliment. So then now they're gushing. Now they want to tell you about that. Now they want to describe about their you know what their history is. And typically people are very proud of it. So yeah. it's a great segue into learning about who they are. Um, in a positive way. Yeah. So if you if you want to find out some of these, do you have tricky. an ethnicity? Yeah, he's a human being. <laughs> well, you know it's interesting. I'm asked this a lot because I I have a look that a lot of people just can't pinpoint. wonder about. You yeah. know. Um, but you know I agree with you, LB Duchess, because <laughs> it is nice when someone comes up and says, "Hey, you have a beautiful smile," or you know, you know, I like the tone of your skin. But you know, I'm curious about your ethnicity. And there's a sense of elegance to that. Yes. Is it an American ethnicity? What is your ethnicity? So I'm a 50-50 split. I'm half German and half Hopi Indian. Wow. So it's a hard one to figure out for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, But I'm, of course, happy to talk about each of them. But I tell you, I've had some pretty uh, turbulent questions on what my ethnicity is from some people. Well, and and again, I think that, unfortunately, this comes in because... you know, the whole reason we have a show, Socially Savvy, is because people don't know how to approach certain topics. They don't know yes, how yes. to um, communicate in a way that 
is engaging instead of repelling. Well, do you notice that if you are Caucasian, like I know a lot of my Caucasian friends, their ethnicity is I'm white. And I'm like, well, no, where are you from? Yeah, I'm see, I'm yeah. Welsh or I'm, I'm yeah, English, I'm, I'm Portuguese. German, I'm, or, you know, and being yeah. able, to, and versus just saying I'm white. Yeah. You know, it, it's even more. But then comes the, oh, so you can drink. <laughs> I love the stereotypes they place yeah. upon the ethnicity. So you eat burritos. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> Beans and rice are really nice. Why did you have to go there? Because you're Mexican? <laughs> because you're Irish? <laughs> well, I just want to take this moment to uh, want to thank Go Girl, our sugar-free energy drink, and Golanzo, Born to Score. The Golazo, yep. The Golazo. Um, they're both two of our energy drink uh, sponsors. Yes. Go Girl has been with us since the beginning, and we had Golazo come in uh, about uh, four or five months ago. Very, very good. <laughs> There you go. Some of our other fabulous sponsors, which we absolutely adore, Sweet Talk Wipes. They're great for cleaning your cell phones as well as all of your um, screens for any of your electrical devices. Love, love, love them. Uh, they are going into our second year as a sponsor with us. Very excited to have them on board. Okay, so we're going to chat just a little bit here about um, some of the fun events that are coming up. We've got we've had some great openings coming up in Seattle and Bellevue. Yeah, well, you know, the private events, I'm sorry. I'm getting I'm getting Fashion Week has started. Yes, it has. It kicked off Sunday. This, yeah, this weekend, Saturday. 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 Check the Facebook for events and details. Yep. Um all of us will be posting on our pages so that if you're looking for events, please feel yep. free to message us if we don't have it up and ready. Over there in Bellevue at the height is the Coral Bar. Yeah. Right. Bar and dining. Bar and dining. Yep, it, it does not play. It's all about food and beverage. They mm-hmm. are not focusing on music like the location previously has in the past. Um, they're focusing on more of a sit-down, relaxed atmosphere, and they're leaving the dancing Great to the suite. Great place to be. Yes, right next to the suite. Um, some of the other brave new places over in Bellevue, Blue Martini, mm-hmm. opened up over at the Bravern. Fun place to be. Um, a diff- little bit different concept and what Is they're trying to do. across the way from Oral Steakhouse? On the second floor? It's on the second floor. It's right above the um, gelato place. It's in the Bravern, so it's yeah. not by Earl's. Earl's is over in the Lincoln Square. This is over by Neiman Marcus. Neiman Marcus, yeah. And Louis Vuitton. Oh, I'm thinking of the... Well, was, is that the old artesian place? Mm-hmm. No. No? No, this one This one was a location John that they were Howie building. John Howie's Steakhouse. Across the way? I meant John Howie. So John yeah. Howie's oh. actually on the back side, so you go all the way around. Oh, ah, okay. So they Raven's just opened that. Raven's a little place if you haven't been there. Great happy hour. Remember the power of the happy hour. Yes, we love the power of the happy hour. Um, then there's the new Tokyo Steakhouse that we have yet to be able to check out, so I'm no, looking forward to trying to, to do that in the next couple of weeks over there in Bellevue. Uh, you can see the sign right off of 405, yeah. off of 8th. It's in that first building off to your right. Ah. Right behind the Grand Crew Bar. Yep. Bar. Yeah. So um, Black Bottle Postern, who has their place down in downtown Seattle and opened one in Bellevue last year, will yep. be celebrating their one-year anniversary this Yay. next month. So we're really excited to see what they're going to do. Um, they're putting together the plans now, and we'll keep everybody updated on that. And I believe... Miss Renessa, you've got some events coming up. Oh, geez. <laughs> but you know what? This is a special week for me because I have three days left of being 30 years old. I remember. <laughs> three days left. And we're and partying with the dirty one. The dirty 30. <laughs> dirty 30. That's what I know. I know. So oh. naughty. But we're here to have fun. So Thursday night, I'm hosting a um, free event 
with uh, two R&B artists, Michael Waisman and Chocolate at the Amber. And uh, we have the whole upstairs VIP, free champagne, free appetizers, birthday cake, the whole nine yards. Um, And that's Thursday night at Amber starting at uh, 8 o'clock. And then Sunday, or excuse me, Saturday, we're doing Pink Ultra Lounge. And we're doing a single spring sling there. And that starts at 7. So, yeah, so we're just going to be... Um, hanging out with a lot of single people that need and want to new, build new friendships, find love, and create that uh, special spark with someone special off of online dating. And, and that's one of the things is, is yeah. understanding, um, you know, whether you're single or married, people need to socialize. Yes. And, you know, we've touched on a lot of things not to talk we about do. when you're socializing. Jason, I'm going to kill you. Yeah, you are Mr. Social Married Man. <laughs> Soccer moms need love, too. <laughs> Soccer moms need the most love. No, we get out saying? a lot. Our, our daughter <laughs> asks us. She's like, are you guys going out tonight? And I'm like, what are you guys, what are you going to do? You know, yeah. yeah. I love our life. You know, it's like this one thing is like, I don't want to just be at home. You know, we love our friends. We love hanging out. And that's what's being socially savvy is like enjoy life as if, you know, today's the last day. Really, mm-hmm. you know, there might my mom told me a good thing when my grandfather passed away. Don't let unspoken words leave you with regret. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Don't so. let unspoken words leave you with regret. Yep. I that like that. You know. Well, and part of being social is making sure the people around you are comfortable and making sure you're comfortable. So I think that uh, we've kind of covered that one very well. well social, being social creates so many new opportunities. Not only does it create new friendships, but also creates the opportunity to grow your business. It also creates the opportunity to grow as a person. I learn something new about someone every time that I'm out and about that really humbles who I am, creates this new opportunity to see how I can support somebody, and also create this great connection. So, Absolutely. And I think if you take the time to do that, that's when those doors open. A lot of times we're just yes. so fast-paced and we got an agenda before we even get to the event that we kind of push through the event yeah. uh, because we were after a certain thing or an object or, or or whatever it may be. And then we go home and then we're like, oh, what did I really learn tonight? And nothing. Absolutely yeah. nothing. When well, you could have just slow down and just, you know. I think you make a good point is don't go in. When you attend events, it's nice to go because you want to build your business or you want to build relationships. But here's the first thing to, to learn about socializing. Socializing is getting to know people. Yes, and taking your yes. time. There is, there is no amount of force feeding somebody you That's that is right. going to work. And like I've and Chris was just saying, which one is one of my favorite phrases is use your faculties proportionately. You have two ears and one mouth. Use them appropriately. Use them proportionately. Yep. I love that. And it also creates the opportunity for you to realize that a relationship is built over time. Yes. And it's not going to be not built in fix. the first time you meet. It might take one to three to four times where that person actually creates a consistency in your life where they're calling you as much as you're calling them. Yep. Mm-hmm. And you guys are checking in, like, how was your day today? You know, and even through friendship or even through, you know, romance, it takes time. And to expect that overnight is, again, it's creating insane. Assumption and assumption equals disappointment. Yep, ass out of you and me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, we want to thank our sponsors today. We had some fabulous sponsors. We're very fortunate in that uh, we have quite they a are. few different uh, very, local very companies that like what we do and show their support. We want to thank uh, Cafe Canopy today, Go Girl Energy Drinks, Sweet Talk Wipes, Bellevue Nordstrom's Cosmetics, Cascade Ice, Kind Bars, Pop Chips. Um, and just at Blue at Bellevue Salon 7. So um, if you haven't liked us, go to our fan page, Socially Savvy, and be sure to like us. 
Um, we do drawings all the time. We give away swag uh, for yep. the listeners who show up to the live broadcast. Uh, so let us know what you like. Let us know what you don't like. If there's a socially savvy story, a, a good or a bad one that you want us to talk about on air, definitely send it to us because we love it. <laughs> um, you know what's a good topic is how do you connect in a room with 200 people? You so many people. I mean, LinkedIn is big right now. One person at a time. But there needs to be a technique on that. I mean, we can say one person at a time, but break that down. I think the you thing know, about it is, so is don't, don't, don't think that you're going to connect with 200 people. There you go. I mean, and, and, and again, it's breaking it down of going into the room and saying, I'm going to make one new friend tonight yep. and being satisfied with that. Yep. Well, sometimes like, people can't do that. Sometimes it's, they're afraid to go, They're afraid they're going to do something. Hi. Yes. Well, then even for that person, it's more important to focus on one. It's like today, which we didn't get a chance to really talk about, I was um, invited to attend the Washington um, State Commission Wine Awards, uh, Restaurant Awards. And uh, there were, you know, there was several people there that I knew, but a lot of people that I didn't. Mm -hmm. And rather than trying to frantically get around and meet everybody, I just took time to, to get to know two or three people. I was there three hours. Wow. I yeah, reconnected with the relationships with the people that I knew, and then I tried to meet two or three new people. Um, yeah. And you go in with a much more relaxed atmosphere or attitude to you. And what's really funny is if you're paying attention, you can see if you're relaxed and listening to them and actually maintain eye yes. contact, you will see their demeanor relax. You know what, though? In networking, that's one thing. In dating, it's another. Because if I'm talking to you and I'm not interested in you, let's just say, yeah. right? And we could go into this. <laughs> I am now having wandering eyes, which is subconsciously being done, not consciously being done. Yeah. And so all of a sudden, I'm looking at you, but I'm also looking yeah. left and Checking right Checking your iPhone, and all the way around looking behind you. Because I want to be courteous and not pull away. Right. But at the same time, I'm not interested, and so it's creating that. So that would be a great thing of how to network, how to be social, and how to how disengage. To, I was going to say how to disengage. Yes. <laughs> and speaking of disengaging, we are yes. going to do that right now. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for um, yes. being here Thanks and helping talk about socially savvy topics. Thank you again, Cafe Canopy, for having us yeah, here and nice. Thank you. Thank you. giving Thank you us so a much. space to visit and socialize. So everybody have a fabulously socially yeah, savvy week. You too. Next week's show will be a rebroadcast of a previous show mm-hmm. because yours truly is going on vacation. Woohoo! <laughs> Yay! Party. Everybody have way. a socially savvy week, and we'll catch you in two weeks at, um, where are we in two weeks? In two weeks, we are... Where are we? Where are we? Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll be Gunner somewhere Nordstrom. fun. I so think we're Gunnar Nordstrom's gallery. Oh, awesome. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing... The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.